Welcome to Bold and Unique Living with Katrina Loco. We are so excited that you joined us today. We are just, I mean, on top of the world. You guys have been faithful and loyal listeners and viewers and readers of our magazine. There is so much going on in the world today, and you could be any other place. You could be depressed. You could be broken and sad, but you decided to come on and listen to this podcast. Because you know here at Bold and Unique Living with Katrina Loco that we want you to be the best you that Yahweh created you to be. We want you to soar and we want you to know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That means that you were made with care. So being made with care means that you were created with a purpose and a plan and it was incapable for the creator to make a mistake when he made you. We want you to understand that you need to rip off every label placed on you, especially the ones that you've placed on yourself. Every stinking thinking, every poor and bad mindset, we want you to cast it out right now and live a life that was tailor-made for you. We've got some exciting things on here for today, and we're just going to just jump into it and we're just going to do things the way that we always do it. First of all, I do like to shout out to those in India, Pastor Joshua. We are so excited that you're part of everything that we're doing and we're so excited to be a part of everything that you're doing there. I want to shout out to those in Arizona and those in Paris, France, all of our viewers and listeners and followers, people that watch our television talk show, we, we're just excited about what's new in that arena as well. Last week, I had on the show Kelly Gore, and we talked about your gifts and your calling and how to use those in a very, very positive way and how to just get over some hurts and pains and things that was holding you back from discovering who you are. The Bold and Unique Lifestyle is a lifestyle that is tailor-made for you. It is a lifestyle where you stand up and show up as you, not the person that you were told you should be, not the person that the world has put on you, but the person that you were created to do. We need that person. Today, I have with me a very, very special guest, and our topics today is going to be about business and ministry, women in business and women in ministry, and how that looks and how that flows, and the truth about what goes on behind the scene, what goes on in our minds, our thoughts because people have this preconceived notion that everything is roses and candies and ministry knows everything and business know everything, but that is not always the case. This show will change your mind about what you think about maybe your own pastor or even business owners that you know in your community. Your pastors and your business owners, anyone in leadership in your communities, I would encourage you to go spend some time with them. Go tell them you're thinking of them. Pray for them continually because these are the leaders out front, up close and personal. And there's thing that goes on behind the scene that you may not have knowledge of and they need your support. There's a lot of things that are discovered or rediscovered that you may not know of. And it's a hard thing when you're leading people because you have a responsibility to give people the truth. You have a responsibility to share that. And if you yourself is living a lie, then it's no room 
for you to tell somebody else because you're teaching a lie. So you have to make sure that you're walking in truth, you're walking in love, and you're researching and doing the due diligence that you need to do. So today I have with me Pastor Faye Sanders in Erin, Tennessee, and she is the senior pastor at Bread of Life Christian Center, and she is an entrepreneur, a business owner, and for many years she had a restaurant in that city, so she knows about being an entrepreneur, she also knows about being a pastor, and she also knows about being a politician. She ran for mayor of that city, and I mean, she has a lot of insight to share with us. She loves people, and I just want you guys to help me welcome Faith Sanders to the show. Faith, thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor. Wow. So Faith, the topics, business and ministry and truth um, here at Bold and Unique Living, we want people to walk in truth and the main truth they need to walk in, the truth about who they are and who they were called to be. Kind of share with us um, a bit of your testimony, um, a bit of why you chose to be an entrepreneur. Maybe you didn't choose it. Maybe it chose you because we do know that being an entrepreneur is very, very spiritual and it is a calling. Um, just share with the audience a little bit about who you are. Go ahead. You have the floor. Okay. Well, um, actually the entrepreneurship and the pastor, I didn't expect any of that. That, that was not what I chose, but it chose me. Um, and in the fact and of it choosing me I have had to learn all about it and learning about it I learned who I am and who I you know the person that I am uh because before all of it I really didn't know who I was but um with the the patterns and with the the entrepreneur and the pastoral it choosing me um it opened up like a whole new world for me. It, it took me deep to, to learning the person that I really am. Um, like you said, I love people. Uh, it pulled out qualities that were hidden that I had done forgotten about. So being in those positions, it pulled, pulled those things out of me that were already in me, but had fallen asleep or maybe I had tucked away and didn't realize it, but, um, I, I love people. Like you said, I love people. I love talking to people. I love helping people. I love, uh, being around people. Um, so it, it's been a joy, but it's also been some heartaches with it too, on both sides, you know, uh, being the pastor, um, you have to know that you know that you know that you know that you're hearing from the Lord yourself. You know, things that we grew up uh, and that we were taught as children. When you become <laughs> your own individual with Christ, you may learn that some of the things that you were taught growing up I might step on some toes, but it's okay. Freedom here. Freedom here. You know, you might learn 
that 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 is not truth. You know, he and that goes to having your own personal relationship with the Lord. So with being a pastor, I have to take it and have my quality time with him to know that I'm hearing from him and what it is that he wants me to speak to the people, whether they like it or not. It's not about them liking it. It is about me telling what he wants me to say, which is the truth. Sugarcoat? Yeah. No, we don't sugarcoat. You know, it's not that. Um, it's a hard job. That that being a pastor is a hard job. Before I become a pastor, I didn't realize that it was a hard job, but it is really a hard job. And I don't. And when I say it's a hard job, it's um, people can make it hard for you. And learning the truth. Through Christ, him speaking truth to you individually. And when you begin to speak the truth and when you begin to see the truth, the way that you were brought up and taught and and with other people, it can make your position hard for you. I don't know if that makes sense, but it makes sense. And it should make sense for those who are listening and definitely seeking, because I always tell people, if you're listening to this podcast on this particular day at this particular time, then what's being said is for you. Maybe not all of it, but there's something in the message that the listeners need to hear and so I, I just really, yes, we I do get it, and I hope they do get it too, whoever it's for. But it is hard being a pastor. You take on the weight of the congregation. Um, there's things that people expect of you that you may not be able to feel because what people don't realize that even though you are a pastor and you do have to be the example, so to speak, for certain things, but you're still human. You still have human emotion. You yes. still have things going on in your own life. So talk about that. When you got those things going on in your own life, people still die. If you're a pastor, people are still dying. If you have children, your children still act up sometime. Um, if you're a business owner, you still have all this stuff and plus that on top of it and people expect for you to be perfect because we've been taught that if you were in these positions that you're perfect and truth says no you're not perfect so let's talk about how you navigate that that assumption that because you're the pastor you can't hurt you can't have an emotional breakdown you can't make a mistake how let's talk about that I let them know up front that I'm human and, and what I mean by that, I will use the example of if I'm talking to someone that I just met or just someone new that has come to the church or whatever, or counseling or whatever, I will have them to pinch my arm and I will say, ouch, that hurt. And they will look at me and I say, I'm letting you know that I'm human. I have feelings just like you do. And in the event, you have to be in a pastor and with life circumstances, 
I have to know what is my assignment and what is not. Right. That is the main thing. I have to know when is my time to step up and when is my time to step back. Just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean that I'm on every assignment is for me. It is not. We have That's true. We, it is not. And we have to learn that and know that we have a life. That, you know, we have a life. God has given us a life to live. Okay. Pastorship mm-hmm. is an assignment. You know, you have to know what is your assignment. When is it your assignment and when it's not your assignment? So you have to be constantly seeking the father for his guidance to know, hey, look, am I supposed to go over there today and minister to them? You know, or am I supposed to just stay home and minister to myself? You know what I mean? We have Mm -hmm. that's very important um, that we know. You know, when is it our time to move and when is our time to sit still? Right. That is true because people just, they don't get it. And you guys listening, I want you to do something for me moving forward this week. I want you to, if if you have a pastor and it doesn't necessarily have to be a pastor, um, just anybody in leadership, if you don't even call them your pastor, I need you to call people in leadership who have sown into your life, who has spent time listening to you about the hardships of your life, who has done life with you, your family, whatever the case may be. I want you to call them up this week, maybe today, but just whenever you have time to just spend with them, do something special with them, say something special to them because the thing of it is you don't know when they're listening to you, they could be going through the worst battle of their lives. Absolutely. But because of who they are, they're, they're listening and they're giving you their time. Absolutely. 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 Because wow. Been that, there has been times that when I was going through in my own life, problems that I that arose in my life but I had to put it on hold because I had to like let me use this for an example like there's been days that I was crying out for myself but I had people to call me that needed me so I had to wipe my own tears and put on a smile for them was it fake No, it wasn't fake. I just knew that that was my assignment. And so I had to pull back my time for me and put someone else in that spot. So it's important, you know, that we have people that we have talked to and spent time to, to just, you know, lift me up today. You know what I'm, I may need you, you know, you never know. And that's a good point that you made. That's a really good point because we we do need, we need some help too. Just because we're leaders don't mean that we are on top of it. That's right. We're not. And that's what, and I think that's what has gotten us somewhat in trouble, the world in trouble, because we're looking to all these people who are in leadership 
to be to solve our problems. Now, granted, there is a level of responsibility that they do have to us being in leadership, but we should not expect for them to take on a hundred percent of that role. We also have a part. So I would tell people that if you're if you have a pastor and you're there at their congregation, if you're there serving in their ministry, because you don't necessarily have to be a pastor having a church. You could be a pastor as a business owner because a lot of CEOs they have the title CEO, but they're really pastoring their business and they're passing the people, pastoring the people in their business. But I tell them, you you own your part. They can't do everything. Own your part. Be the best that you can be. Strengthen them. Guard them while you're, you're thinking that something's wrong with them or they're not doing enough. What are you doing? Maybe the part that they can't do is the part that you need to be doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good point. And that is absolutely truth. Katrina, that, that is good. That's a good point. Wow. Well, let's talk about you when you ran for mayor. And I do know you intend to run again the next go around as well. What what made you decide, OK, because you're a pastor. We're going to break some myths up right here. Like you said, we're getting ready to step on some toes and some necks and a lot of stuff right here. Um, you're a pastor. The Christian community sometimes, a, a high percentage of the Christian community said, you really have no business running for mayor and you really have no business owning a business because you have to devote all your time to the church. You can't mix all this stuff. Now we do know that there's a myth out there, a high percentage in the Christian community that says, you're wrong for running for mayor. You're wrong for involving yourself in politics or um, getting in business. You need to be home, um, just focusing on the church. So what made you decide, I need to run for mayor of my city? Well, because um, there was there's things that I would like for us to do, our city to do. Number one is economical growth. Uh I'm born and raised in Erin and there's not really much change in Erin from, you know, to my young, younger days to now. So, and if you want change, sometimes you have to be the change. So in order for change to come, I needed to step out to show people, Hey, look, if you want it, then you have to go get it. Now, when I ran for mayor, um, looking back over what I did and didn't do. So when I do it again, I know what to do and what not to do. Correct. And yes, there's people, um, members of my congregation. There's some, some that, you know, feel like that I should not have ran for mayor and that I should not have had a business that I should just focus solely on the church. But if we want to get, you know, technical, the church is, we're the church. Exactly. Not, not a building. There's souls in the community, just like there's souls in the church. And I think a lot of time we forget that there's souls in, in business and there's souls in politics. Exactly. Exactly. And 
when I had my business, I meant um, if there was someone that come in and I knew the Holy Spirit would speak to me and I knew that I would go over to conversate with them. And if the door was open, I never forced Jesus on anyone. Correct. But if the door was open, then I, you know, I would talk about, and I always talk about myself and my experiences because mm-hmm. people are more apt to believe when it's you yourself and you're talking about yourself, you know? So I would always try to encourage someone that was maybe going through by my own life experiences. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, you're fine. Um, you no, know that's not Corona. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> but, you know, um, so I used my, I, I mean, my business was, I could use my ministry at my business if I needed to be. But there was a line draw that was not uh, that that restaurant was not a church. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and but if I needed to talk about Jesus at a particular point, then I would and I could, and I didn't shut no one down from. Um, if they mentions Jesus, you know. Right. Um, but, I mean, it's good to have, but you just got to know, even with those, you have to know when to draw the line. That's absolutely right. That, that you know, absolutely right. Yeah. And that's and even married people. You even married people there. I've seen online one time that you were you were at your your place of business and someone wanted to get married and they came down there and you married them. And I thought that was just, yeah, that was just exciting. That was new. It was different. And it was just like, wow, that you were working in your capacity at that point. Yeah. All of them. I thought that was just really. So let me ask you this. What is it that is been pulling and tugging on your heart for not just for your area, just in general, just in the world? What's been tugging at your heart? What is it that you want people to really get? Uh, (laughs) We need to understand the truth it's been really tugging at me the truth that means the truth about our identity yes you know the real truth about your identity who you really are what is it you you know what is the real truth what who am I what is the real truth in the world? We have been taught so many wrong teachings. Yes. That um, that's the main thing that's been on me and tugging at me. And I've just been researching in the word 
the truth. I've been spending time with my father uh, uh, and asking him to reveal to me the truth. And in so learning so, when you learn the truth, you learn who you really are. You mm-hmm. learn real identity. And once we learn our real identity and who we are, we will begin to walk accordingly. But we cannot walk accordingly because we are falsified. We're walking in, um, you know, sometimes life failures is because we are walking in false identity. That's true. We we choose a lot of stuff based on where we're at at the moment, and that may not be the real us. I know for me, I look back and I see a lot of stuff that I thought failed, right? And I was like, well, it was destined to fail because I was doing that as the person I'm not supposed to be. Right? Exactly. And so if I'm doing that as the person that I'm not supposed to be, then that was never meant to be in the lines of my destiny it was not supposed to be there and so when I began to come away get you know come alive and become awake to who I truly am then the things that I'm supposed to do and be and have began to come to me so it's it, it really is something and it really is very important that we understand our identity. Not even just this, what I'm talking about is just surface. I'm talking about the deep, deep part of who you are. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, Katrina. Talking about the deep part, because I believe that if we're able at a young, if we catch these kids now at, the, at a young age, and really mold them into who they are. And when I mean mold, I don't mean us control their gifts and their talent. I mean, kind of move them over there because I know I was a different type of child growing up, (laughs) a different type of child. But according to the standard of what was normal for everybody else, I did not fit that mold. And so I had to be forced into that standard, into that mold. But what it really does is when you do that, you kill the person that they're supposed to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel now that if we allow the children, if we move them in the direction of who they're supposed to be, they'll be a lot happier. We would not see a high suicide and crime rate. I really believe that. Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. So as far as as far as your uh, vision for your own personal life and for your vision of seeing everybody walking through, what are some things or what are some steps that you're taking to make sure you do your part so that you can properly give it to others? Well, I have begun to teach and tell, this may sound funny, tell the truth. That's right. You know, that's the main thing that I have been doing is just telling the truth. And in doing so, it is going to prepare those that are coming younger 
prepare them because they're going to be walking in truth Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. pulling those that have been taught wrong. It's pulling them out of, I'm saying darkness because when we walk in falseness, we're walking in darkness and it's pulling them. And I'm saying this, uh, you know, it's speaking on a spiritual level, but when you are walking when you begin to walk in truth, you begin to see manifestations. Yes. Yes. You know, Absolutely. not just in the spirit realm, but in the natural, you begin to see stuff when uh, manifestations, you know, uh, your finances begin to come alive. Not only your finances, but your health begin to come alive. You know, your life becomes, yeah. you begin to be more rich and more healthier in life itself. Yeah. And that's the key thing. Yes. Is when you speak truth, you become more alive. So the more truth we speak and teach and tell, you begin to see it's like a flower blossoming, like a rosebud, you know, it's a bud and then it begins to open up. The more truth is spoken into it, the more open it becomes. And finally, in the the last part, you're going to see this beautiful rose. I believe that. That's true. That's good. So my vision is for us to walk and see the manifestation of a, our real life, true life living. And I believe that it's our responsibility for us that know better for us that have discovered these truths, I believe it is our responsibility for all that who want it now. That's it is our responsibility to share this exactly. with the world. Now, what they do with it is up to them. Exactly. But I believe it's our responsibility when we begin to walk in truth to share it with others. Yes, Trina. Yeah. It is. It is our responsibility to do that. I'm just, I'm excited with what's going to transpire behind people discovering who they are, because I don't think people realize it. Sometimes it's scary. And, and I've had a lady say that she's like, I listen to your podcast. I watch your television talk show. I read the magazine, da, 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 follow you on social media. She's like, I have a question for you. You're always asking people questions. Can I ask you a question? I was like, of course, I'm a, I'm an open book. And she's like, does it scare you when you go searching for the truth? Because you know that old cliche, you better watch, be careful what you ask for, you might find it. And I was like, no, I said, it used to scare me. I was like, but here's the thing. And I said, it's two-sided. When you go searching and digging for you, you, you might find some pretty ugly things out about yourself right. first. Right. You might find some pretty ugly things out about yourself, but look at the good stuff you're going to find out. Look at the things that you're going to learn to change that ugly stuff about you. Because every single one of us in the world, there's some good stuff in us, some really good stuff, but then there's some not so good stuff because we've been in this world and we've been infected and injected with lies. And you, we just said it, lies kill. Yes. Trying to be somebody else kills not living up to who you were called to be 
kills you. So there's some ugly stuff in us. Our hearts could be black. Our minds could be just bogged down with all this negative thinking and that creates health problems in itself. Right. But you asked that question. She said, "Are were you afraid to find out? And I told her, I said, at first there was that little bitty thing, but because I wanted more and knew that there was more and know that there's better out there and know that there was something inside me, not outside me, something inside me was holding me back. And I had to discover what that is. Yes. Yes. That's it, Trina. Katrina, that's so that's right. What about you? What when you decided I need to search, I need to seek, I need to see what it is about me that makes me tick. I need to see what it is about me that's holding me back or the things that's gonna catapult me to the future. I need to know what was your first thought? I just <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like that there was something different. There was, I just feel like I'm different. I felt like um, something was missing and I didn't know what it was missing. I was just at this point in my life and I'm just like, you know, just stuck in this point in my life. And then you go through things in life and then you repeat that same thing. But okay, that you always grew up saying, okay, if you repeat it, it's because the Lord is trying to teach you a lesson. But how could I teach me a lesson from something that I don't even know that it was a lesson or that there was a lesson to be learned or that's right. How, how did I know that? You know what I mean? So how could I be taught something that I didn't even know that I was being taught into something, if that makes any sense? That makes perfect sense. That's true. Because we don't know. So I had, I'm like, okay, this is what I was taught or this is what was always said. I need to know the truth behind this. Is this true? Is this really something that you're trying to teach me? So I had to begin to dig and research because I wanted to know why. I think that was the reason that's what triggered me was the why, the why. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but when you- It reminds me, go ahead. I was just going to say, but when you get tired of life, you begin to want to know why. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. in order to know why, you got to research the, you got to get, to the deep as you said you got to go deep and real deep yes that's true i'm reminded of ezra and nehemiah in the in the holy scrolls uh-huh and i remember when they were trying to rebuild israel and you know trying to get everything set back on track well what had happened was they found the scroll that was missing. Now they had been gone. They had been exiled into another world, another tradition, somebody else's plan, somebody else's purpose. They were living somebody else's identity. So I remembered when they found these scrolls and they read them to the entire congregation, it says that they rent, meaning tore, 
their clothes mm -hmm. because they were livid because they realized at that moment everything that they were reading was nothing that they were actually living. And if you go on to read the scriptures underneath that, it says once they did that and they discovered what the plan for their congregation, for their race was, whatever you want to call it, whatever the plan was for them, and they found it out, they didn't only find out what it was, they walked in it. Right. And it said when they begin to walk in it and live it out, it said the whole land prospered. Mm, mm. Mm. because they dug so deep they wanted to know mm. and they was even asking the elders well do you remember what the old temple looked like well do you remember the former beauty do you remember this do you remember that and then they find the scrolls and they got an answer and they finally got an answer and realized we've been doing it wrong oh. now that we have the truth what are we going to do with it mm. and so i'm asking our listeners today now that you know that there's something wrong and now that the truth has re been revealed to you that something is wrong, what are the steps you're going to take to use the truth the way it needs to be used? Because it says once you do that and you heard what, what Pastor Faye said, once you walk in that truth, your whole land around you will prosper. And it has to because when you're doing things the right way, everything that you've been wrong has to line up with you. Yeah. It has to line up with you. That is just, it is so awesome. I'm so glad that um, you come on the show. I'm going to have to have you back. And I, I want to invite you to be a part of the roundtable discussion in, in the spring that I'm planning for a group of us to get together and just really have some discussions because my heart, Faye, is like, like yours, for people to know truth, for people to stop being what everyone else has told them to be. Right, right. Themselves. And, and start with your home. It starts in your home, your yes, own personal self. Even before you try to give it to your children or your spouse, it got to come from you. Yes. Because if not, you don't continue to pass down something that ain't true. The lie will continue. That's right. The lie will continue. And I was listening to, and I had mentioned this to you before, I had ran across a speech that Malcolm X did in 1965. And it was something that he said that just shook me to my core. I mean, it just really shook me. He was having, he, he had this meeting and he invited all leaders. And we, we know his religion was, was Muslim, right? Mm -hmm. But he invited all leaders across all platforms. He was at the point in time in his life that he just wanted justice. And so he invited all these people to come, all these ministers, all these leaders. And he said this in the beginning of his speech, he was, was telling the congregation or the people that were there. He said, look, every, you guys know I'm a Muslim. And he mentioned Dr. King was on the platform and some other people was on the platform. And he was like, all of us up here are different denominations, different races, different whatever. He was like, but if we were here to discuss that, we all know that we would never solve the problem and we would never agree. 
He was like, so we're not here for that today. He said, what we're here for, wouldn't we all agree that there is a serious issue with racism in America? Would not we agree? And, you know, people were saying yes. And the people on the panel were saying yes. He's like, we're here about that today. We want to make sure that we're addressing some things. He said, how can we go back to our little congregations, no matter what denomination we are, knowing that there's a greater enemy ready to kill someone because of their color, ready to discount someone because of their color, economic injustice, racial injustice, all of that. How can we all just continue to argue and fight against each other when we're not even think about basic human rights? Uh-huh. But this is the part that shook me to my core and it made me see some things. He was like, if we do not do something now and stand up now, and this was in 1965, he said this, 30 years from now, our children's children will have the same problems, but only worse. When I heard that, I thought this was 1965 when he said that. And now we're in 2020. Then that tells me that nothing really got solved what he was talking about because it's way past 30 years. Right. And it is worse. Mm-hmm. And that took me to my core. And that made me say, so it is my responsibility to, to understand who I am and to put into action what I'm called to do because there is an enemy ready to destroy the life of mankind and we can no longer set back and let that happen right we can no longer and so we all need to do our parts we all need to do our part with ministry with business just with education all of our systems need to be revisited and need to be rethought out and we have to stop putting these these leaders on a pedestal we have to stop putting people on a pedestal. We really cause them to fail a lot of times when Absolutely. we do that. Absolutely. We set this standard that they cannot uphold. That's its absolute truth. And that's wrong on our part. Mm-hmm. We have to stop doing that. Should we um, celebrate their gifts and talents and what they're able to bring to the table. We should do that with anybody. Yeah. We absolutely should do that. Should we honor people gifts and talent? Yes, we should, but we should not make them so high that when they fall, they feel like they have to jump off a building. They have to become addicted to some type of drug. They have to live these crazy lifestyles just to heal themselves with all this stuff that we placed on them. It should not be happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Katrina. Absolutely. So I am glad you came on and um, we've got a few more minutes. If there's anything else you want to share or talk about on my show, you have the freedom to talk because I may not always have the answer and that's okay, but somebody else does. Absolutely. Um, no, I'm just, you know, (laughs) this morning I was talking to one of my members and we were discussing an, uh, an issue with her that's going on in her life. And I, 
told her to remember that, you know, we're not of this world. That we're just passing through. And she said, what? I said, you know, just think of it as we're a hobo in a strange land. Mm, That's good. We are. And if you think about it, we are hobos in a strange land. But guess what? With the wisdom of our father. Yeah. He gives us the tools to be able to make it. Yes, yes. We just got to be open to the tools that he gives us, Katrina. Yes, we do. We do. We do. Well, Faye, our time is up. I just, I really want to thank you for coming on. And I'm definitely having you back. Um, To our listeners, we love you. And we want you to discover who you are this week moving forward. I want you to reach out to your leaders in your area. I want you to call them, go see them if you can, practice social distancing, wear your mask. Uh, But we want you to honor and respect. But I want you to understand this too. Your leaders should also honor and respect you Absolutely. as well. It's not a two-sided thing. I mean, it's not a one-sided thing. It's a two-sided thing. So if I'm talking to leaders right now, if you're, if you're a leader and you're listening to this, yes, it's okay for, for the people you lead to honor you, but it's okay for you to honor them as well. And I want you to reach out to them as well. Because everybody on this earth deserve honor. Everybody has a certain gift, a certain talent. Everybody does something different from another, and that should be honored. And I want you to really do that moving forward this week. Absolutely. And we love you and have an extremely blessed week. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Bold and Unique Living with Katrina Loco. We are so excited that you joined us today. We are just, I mean, on top of the world. You guys have been faithful and loyal listeners and viewers and readers of our magazine. There is so much going on in the world today, and you could be any other place. You could be depressed. You could be broken and sad, but you decided to come on and listen to this podcast because you know here at Bold and Unique Living with Katrina Loco that we want you to be the best you that Yahweh created you to be. We want you to soar and we want you to know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That means that you were made with care. So being made with care means that you were created with the purpose and a plan and it was incapable for the creator to make a mistake when he made you. We want you to understand that you need to rip off every label placed on you, especially the ones that you've placed on yourself. Every stinking thinking, every poor and bad mindset, we want you to cast it out right now and live a life that was tailor-made for you. We've got some exciting things here for today, and we're just going to just 
jump into it and we're just going to do things the way that we always do it. First of all, I do like to shout out to those in India, Pastor Joshua. We are so excited that you're part of everything that we're doing and we're so excited to be a part of everything that you're doing there. I want to shout out to those in Arizona and those in Paris, France, all of our viewers and listeners and followers, people that watch our television talk show, we, we're just excited about what's new in that arena as well. Last week, I had on the show Kelly Gore, and we talked about your gifts and your calling and how to use those in a very, very positive way and how to just get over some hurts and pains and things that was holding you back from discovering who you are. The Bold and Unique Lifestyle is a lifestyle that is tailor-made for you. It is a lifestyle where you stand up and show up as you, not the person that you were told you should be, not the person that the world has put on you, but the person that you were created to do. We need that person. Today, I have with me a very, very special guest, and our topics today is going to be about business and ministry, women in business and women in ministry, and how that looks and how that flows, and the truth about what goes on behind the scene, what goes on in our minds, our thoughts because people have this preconceived notion that everything's is roses and candies and ministry knows everything and business know everything, but that is not always the case. They, this show will change your mind about what you think about maybe your own pastor or even business owners that you know in your community. Your pastors and your business owners, anyone in leadership in your communities, I would encourage you to go spend some time with them. Go tell them you're thinking of them. Pray for them continually because these are the leaders out front, up close and personal. And there's thing that goes on behind the scene that you may not have knowledge of and they need your support. There's a lot of things that are discovered or rediscovered that you may not know of. And it's a hard thing when you're leading people because you have a responsibility to give people the truth. You have a responsibility to share that. And if you yourself is living a lie, then it's no room for you to tell somebody else because you're teaching a lie. So you have to make sure that you're walking in truth, you're walking in love, and you're researching and doing the due diligence that you need to do. So today I have with me Pastor Faith Sanders in Erin, Tennessee, and she is the senior pastor at Bread of Life Christian Center, and she is an entrepreneur, a business owner, and for many years she had a restaurant in that city, so she knows about being an entrepreneur, she also knows about being a pastor, and she also knows about being a politician. She ran for mayor of that city. And I mean, she has a lot of insight to share with us. She loves people. And I just want you guys to help me welcome Faith Sanders to the show. Faith, thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank I'm you. So glad. It's an honor. Wow. So Faith, the topics, business and ministry and truth um, here at Bold and Unique Living, we want people to walk in truth and the main truth they need to walk in, the truth about who they are and who they were called to be. Kind of share with us um, a bit of your testimony 
um, a bit of why you chose to be an entrepreneur. Maybe you didn't choose it. Maybe it chose you because we do know that being an entrepreneur is very, very spiritual and it is a calling. Um, just share with the audience a little bit about who you are. Go ahead. You have the floor. Okay. Well, um, actually, the entrepreneurship and the pastoral, I didn't expect any of that. That that was not what I chose, but it chose me. Um, and in the fact and of it choosing me, I have l had to learn all about it. And learning about it, I learned who I am and who I, you know, the person that I am, uh, because before all of it, I really didn't know who I was, but, um, with the, the patterns and with the, the entrepreneur and the pastoral, it choosing me, um, it opened up like a whole new world for me. It, it took me deep to, to learning the person that I really am. Um, like you said, I love people. Uh, it pulled out qualities that were hidden that I had done forgotten about. So being in those positions, it pulled pulled those things out of me that were already in me but had fallen asleep or maybe I had tucked away and, and didn't realize it. But um, I, I love people. Like you said, I love people. I love talking to people. I love helping people. I love uh, being around people. Um, so it, it's been a joy, but it's also been some heartaches with it too on both sides. You know, uh, being the pastor, um, you have to know that you know that you know that you know that you're hearing from the Lord yourself, you know, things that we grew up uh, and that we were taught as children. When you become <laughs> your own individual with Christ, you may learn that some of the things that you were taught growing up, I might step on some toes, but it's okay. Freedom here, freedom here. You know, you might learn that 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 is not truth you know he and that goes to having your own personal relationship with the lord so with being a pastor i have to take it and have my quality time with him to know that i'm hearing from him and what it is that he wants me to speak to the people whether they like it or not it's not about them liking it. It is about me telling what he wants me to say, which is the truth. Sugarcoat? Yeah. No, we don't sugarcoat. You know, it's not that. Um, it's a hard job. That that Being a pastor is a hard job. Before I become a pastor, I didn't realize that it was a hard job. But it is really a hard job. And I don't, and when I say it's a hard job, it's, um, people can make it hard for you. And learning the truth through Christ, him speaking truth to you, 
individually and when you begin to speak the truth and when you begin to see the truth the way that you were brought up and taught and and with other people it can make your position hard for you i don't know if that makes sense but it makes sense and it should make sense for those who are listening and definitely seeking because I always tell people if you're listening to this podcast on this particular day at this particular time then what's being said is for you maybe not all of it but there's something in the message that the listeners need to hear and so I, I just really yes we I do get it and I hope they do get it too whoever it's for but it is hard being a pastor you take on the weight of the congregation. Um, there's things that people expect of you that you may not be able to feel because what people don't realize that even though you are a pastor and you do have to be the example, so to speak, for certain things, but you're still human. You still have human emotion. You yes. still have things going on in your own life. So talk about that. When you got those things going on in your own life, people still die if you're a pastor, people are still dying. If you have children, your children still act up sometime. Um, if you're a business owner, you still have all this stuff and plus that on top of it. And people expect you to be perfect because we've been taught that if you were in these positions that you're perfect and truth says, no, you're not perfect. So let's talk about how you navigate that that assumption that because you're the pastor, you can't hurt, you can't have an emotional breakdown, you can't make a mistake. H how, let's talk about that. I let them know up front that I'm human. And, and what I mean by that, I will use the example of if I'm talking to someone that I just met or just someone new that has come to the church or whatever, or counseling or whatever I will have them to pinch my arm and I will say ouch that hurt and they will look at me and I say I'm letting you know that I'm human I have feelings just like you do and in the event you have to be in a pastor and with life circumstances I have to know what is my assignment and what is not right that is the main thing I have to know when is my time to step up and when is my time to step back? Just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean that I'm on every assignment is for me. It is not. We have That's true. We, it is not. And we have to learn that and know that we have a life. That, you know, we have a life. God has given us a life to live. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ship is an assignment. You know, you have to know what is your assignment. When is it your assignment and when it's not your assignment? So you have to be constantly seeking the Father for his guidance to know, hey, look, am I supposed to go over there today and minister to them, you know, or am I supposed to just stay home and minister to myself? You know what I mean? We have, mm -hmm. that's very important um, that we know you know, when is it our time to move and when is our time to sit still? Right. That is true. 
because people just, they don't get it. And you guys listening, I want you to do something for me moving forward this week. I want you to, if, if you have a pastor and it doesn't necessarily have to be a pastor, um, just anybody in leadership, if you don't even call them your pastor, I need you to call people in leadership who have sown into your life, who has spent time listening to you about the hardships of your life, who has done life with you, your family, whatever the case may be. I want you to call them up this week, maybe today, but just whenever you have time to just spend with them, do something special with them, say something special to them because the thing of it is you don't know when they're listening to you, they could be going through the worst battle of their lives. Absolutely. But because of who they are, they're, they're listening and they're giving you their time. Absolutely. 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 Because wow. Been that, there has been times that when I was going through in my own life, problems that I that arose in my life but I had to put it on hold because I had to like let me use this for an example like there's been days that I was crying out for myself but I had people to call me that needed me so I had to wipe my own tears and put on a smile for them was it fake no, it wasn't fake. I just knew that that was my assignment. And so I had to pull back my time for me and put someone else in that spot. So it's important, you know, that we have people that we have talked to and spent time to, to just, you know, lift me up today. You know what I'm, I may need you, you know, you never know. And that's a good point that you made. That's a really good point because we we do need we need some help too just because we're leaders don't mean that we are on top of it that's right we're not and that's what and i think that's what has gotten us somewhat in trouble the world in trouble because we're looking to all these people who are in leadership to be to solve our problems. Now, granted, there is a level of responsibility that they do have to us being in leadership, but we should not expect for them to take on a hundred percent of that role. We also have a part. So I would tell people that if you're if you have a pastor and you're there at their congregation, if you're there serving in their ministry, because you don't necessarily have to be a pastor having a church. You could be a pastor as a business owner because a lot of CEOs that they have the title of CEO, but they're really pastoring their business and they're passing the people, pastoring the people in their business. But I tell them you you own your part. They can't do everything. Own your part. Be the best that you can be. Strengthen them. Guard them while you're, you're thinking that something's wrong with them or they're not doing enough. What are you doing? Maybe the part that they can't do is the part that you need to be doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good point. And that is absolutely truth. Katrina, that, that is good. That's a good point. Wow. Well, let's talk about you when you ran for mayor. And I do know you intend to run again the next go around as well. 
what what made you decide, okay, because you're a pastor, we're going to break some myths up right here. Like you said, we're getting ready to step on some toes and some necks and a lot of stuff right here. Um, you're a pastor. The Christian community sometimes, a, a high percentage of the Christian community said, you really have no business running for mayor and you really have no business owning a business because you have to devote all your time to the church. You can't mix all this stuff. Now we do know that there's a myth out there, a high percentage in the Christian community that says you're wrong for running for mayor. You're wrong for involving yourself in politics or um, getting in business. You need to be home um, just focusing on the church. So what made you decide I need to run for mayor of my city? Well, because um, there was there's things that I would like for us to do, our city to do. Number one is economical growth. Uh, I'm born and raised in Erin, and there's not really much change in Erin from, you know, to my young younger days to now. So, and if you want change, sometimes you have to be the change. So, in order for change to come, I needed to step out to show people, hey, look, if you want it, then you have to go get it. Now, when I ran for mayor, um, looking back over what I did and didn't do, so when I do it again, I know what to do and what not to do. Correct. And yes, there's people, um, members of my congregation, there's some, some that, you know, feel like that I should not have ran for mayor and that I should not have had a business that I should just focus solely on the church. But if we want to get, you know, technical, the church is we're the church, exactly, not, not a building. There's souls in the community, just like there's souls in the church. And I think a lot of time we forget that there's souls in, in business and there's souls in politics. Exactly. Exactly. And when I had my business, I meant um, if there was someone that come in and I knew the Holy Spirit would speak to me and I knew that I would go over to conversate with them. And if the door was open, I never forced Jesus on anyone. Correct. But if the door was open, then I, you know, I would talk about. And I always talk about myself and my experiences because mm -hmm. people are more apt to believe when it's you yourself and you're talking about yourself, you know. So I would always try to encourage someone that was maybe going through by my own life experiences. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, you're fine. Um, no, that's not Corona. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> but, you know, um, so I used my, I, I mean, my business was, I could use my ministry at my business if I needed to be. But there was a line draw that was not, uh, that that restaurant was not a church, <coughs> excuse me, 
Um, and, but if I needed to talk about Jesus at a particular point, then I would, and I could, and I didn't shut no one down from, um, if they mentioned Jesus, you know, right. Um, but I mean, it's good to have, but you just got to know, even with those, you have to know when to draw the line. That's absolutely right. That, that you know, absolutely right. Yeah. And that's and with married people. You even married people there. I've seen online all the time that you were, you were at your, your place of business and someone wanted to get married and they came down there and you married them. And I thought that was just, yeah, that was just exciting. That was new. It was different. And it was just like, wow, that you were working in your capacity at that point. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was just really. So let me ask you this. What is it that is been pulling and tugging on your heart for not just for your area, just in general, just in the world, what's been tugging at your heart? What is it that you want people to really get? Uh, <laughs> we need to understand the truth. It's been really tugging at me, the truth. That means the truth about our identity. Yes. You know, the real truth about your identity, who you really are. What is it? You, you know, what is the real truth? What, who am I? What is the real truth in the world? We have been taught so many wrong teachings yes that um that's the main thing that's been on me and tugging at me and I've just been researching in the word the truth I've been spending time with my father uh, uh, and asking him to reveal to me the truth and in so learning so when you learn the truth you learn who you really are you mm -hmm. learn real identity. And once we learn our real identity and who we are, we will begin to walk accordingly. But we cannot walk accordingly because we are falsified. We're walking in, um, you know, sometimes life failures is because we are walking in false identity. That's true. We, we choose a lot of stuff based on where we're at at the moment, and that may not be the real us. I know for me, I look back and I see a lot of stuff that I thought failed, right? And I was like, well, it was destined to fail because I was doing that as the person I'm not supposed to be. Right? Exactly. And so if I'm doing that as the person that I'm not supposed to be, then that was never meant to be in the lines of my destiny it was not supposed to be there and so when I began to come away get you know come alive and become awake 
to who I truly am, then the things that I'm supposed to do and be and have began to come to me. So yeah. it's, it, it really is something and it really is very important that we understand our identity. Not even just this, what I'm talking about is just surface. I'm talking about the deep, deep part of who you are. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, Katrina. Talking about the deep part, because I believe that if we're able at a young, if we catch these kids now at, the, at a young age, and really mold them into who they are. And when I mean mold, I don't mean us control their gifts and their talent. I mean, kind of move them over there because I know I was a different type of child growing up, <laughs> a different yeah. type of child. But according to the standard of what was normal for everybody else, I did not fit that mold. And so I had to be forced into that standard, into that mold. But what it really does is when you do that, you kill the person that they're supposed to be. Absolutely, absolutely. I feel now that if we allow the children, if we move them in the direction of who they're supposed to be, they'll be a lot happier. We would not see a high suicide and crime rate. I really believe that. Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. So as far as as far as your uh, vision for your own personal life and for your vision of seeing everybody walking through, what are some things or what are some steps that you're taking to make sure you do your part so that you can properly give it to others? Well, I have begun to teach and tell, this may sound funny, tell the truth. That's right. You know, that's the main thing that I have been doing is just telling the truth. <clears throat> and in doing so, it is going to prepare those that are coming younger prepare them because they're going to be walking in truth mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. pulling those that have been taught wrong it's pulling them out of I'm saying darkness because when we walk in falseness we're walking in darkness and it's pulling them and I'm saying this uh, you know it's speaking on a spiritual level but when you are walking when you begin to walk in truth, you begin to see manifestations. Yes. Yes. You know, Absolutely. not just in the spirit realm, but in the natural, you begin to see stuff when uh, manifestations, you know, uh, your finances begin to come alive. Not only your finances, but your health begin to come alive. You know, your life becomes, yeah. you begin to be more rich and more healthier in life itself. Yeah. And that's the key thing. Yes. Is when you speak truth, you become more alive. So the more truth we speak and teach and tell, you begin to see. It's like a flower blossoming 
like a rosebud, you know, it's a bud. And then it begins to open up. The more truth is spoken into it, the more open it becomes. And finally, in the, the last part, you're going to see this beautiful rose. I believe that. That's true. That's good. So my vision is for us to walk and see the manifestation of a, our real life, true life living. And I believe that it's our responsibility for us that know better, for us that have discovered these truths. I believe it is our responsibility for all that who want it now. That's it is our responsibility to share this exactly. with the world. Now, what they do with it is up to them. Exactly. But I believe it's our responsibility when we begin to walk in truth to share it with others. Yes, Trina. Yeah, it is. It is our responsibility to do that. I'm just, I'm excited with what's going to transpire behind people discovering who they are because I don't think people realize it sometimes it's scary and and I've had a lady say that she's like I listen to your podcast I watch your television talk show I read the magazine da 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 follow you on social media she's like I have a question for you you're always asking people questions can I ask you a question I was like of course I'm a I'm an open book and she's like does it scare you when you go searching for the truth, because you know that old cliche, you better watch, be careful what you ask for, you might find it. And I was like, no, I said, it used to scare me. I was like, but here's the thing. And I said, it's two-sided. When you go searching and digging for you, you, you might find some pretty ugly things out about yourself right. first. Right. You might find some pretty ugly things out about yourself Look at the good stuff you're going to find out. Look at the things that you're going to learn to change that ugly stuff about you. Because every single one of us in the world, there's some good stuff in us, some really good stuff. But then there's some not so good stuff because we've been in this world and we've been infected and injected with lies. And you, we just said it, lies kill. Yes. Trying to be somebody else kills. Not living up to who you were called to be kills you so there's some ugly stuff in us our hearts could be black our minds could be just bogged down with all this negative thinking and that creates health problems in itself right but you asked that question she said are were you afraid to find out and I told her I said at first there was that little bitty thing but because I wanted more and knew that there was more and know that there's better out there and know that there was something inside me, not outside me, something inside me was holding me back. And I had to discover what that is. Yes. Yes. That's it, Trina. Katrina, that's, so, that's right. What about you? What When you decided, I need to search. I need to seek. I need to see what it is about me that makes me tick. I need to see what it is about me that's holding me back or the things that's going to catapult me to the future. I need to know. What was your first thought? I just, <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like that there was something different. There was, I just feel like I'm different. 
I felt like um, something was missing and I didn't know what it was missing. I was just at this point in my life and I'm just like, you know, just stuck in this point in my life. And then you go through things in life and then you repeat that same thing. But okay, the, you always grew up saying, okay, if you repeat it, it's because the Lord is trying to teach you a lesson. But how could I teach me a lesson from something that I don't even know that it was a lesson or that there was a lesson to be learned or that's right. How, how did I know that? You know what I mean? So how could I be taught something that I didn't even know that I was being taught into something? If that makes any sense. That makes perfect sense. That's true. Cause we don't know. So I had, I'm like, okay, this is what I was taught or this is what was always said. I need to know the truth behind this. Is this true? Is this really something that you're trying to teach me? So I had to begin to dig and research because I wanted to know why. I think that was the reason that's what triggered me was the why, the why. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but when you, it reminds me, go ahead. I was just going to say, but when you get tired of life, you begin to want to know why. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in order to know why you got to research the, you got to get to the deep, as you said, you got to go deep and real deep. Yes, that's true. I'm reminded of Ezra and Nehemiah in the in the holy scrolls uh-huh and i remember when they were trying to rebuild israel and you know trying to get everything set back on track well what had happened was they found the scroll that was missing now they had been gone they had been exiled into another world another tradition somebody else's plan somebody else's purpose they were living somebody else's identity. So I remembered when they found these scrolls and they read them to the entire congregation, it says that they rent, meaning tore, their clothes mm -hmm. because they were living, because they realized at that moment, everything that they were reading was nothing that they were actually living. And if you go on to read the scriptures underneath that, it says, once they did that and they discovered what the plan for their congregation, for their race was, whatever you want to call it, whatever the plan was for them, and they found it out, they didn't only find out what it was, they walked in it. Right. And it said when they begin to walk in it and live it out, it said the whole land prospered. Mm, mm, mm. Because they dug so deep, they wanted to know. And they was even asking the elders, well, do you remember what the old temple looked like? Well, do you remember the former beauty? Do you remember this? Do you remember that? And then they find the scrolls and they got an answer. And they finally got an answer and realized we've been doing it wrong. Now that we have the truth, what are we going to do with it? And so I'm asking our listeners today, now that you know that there's something wrong, and now that the truth has re been revealed to you that something is wrong, what are the steps you're going to take 
to use the truth the way it needs to be used. Because it says, once you do that, and you heard what, what Pastor Faith said, once you walk in that truth, your whole land around you will prosper. And it has to, because when you're doing things the right way, everything that you've been wrong has to line up with you. Yes. It has to line up with you. That is just, it is so awesome. I'm so glad that um, you come on the show. I'm going to have to have you back. And I, I want to invite you to be a part of the roundtable discussion in, in the spring that I'm planning for a group of us to get together and just really have some discussions because my heart, Faye, is like, like yours, for people to know truth, for people to stop being what everyone else has told them to be. Right, right. And, and start with your home. It starts in your home, your it's own personal self. Before you try to give it to your children or your spouse, it got to come from you yes. because if not, we're going to continue to pass down something that ain't true. The lie will continue. That's right. The lie will continue. And I was listening to, and I had mentioned this to you before, I had ran across a speech that Malcolm X did in 1965. And it was something that he said that just shook me to my core. I mean, it just really shook me. He was having, he, he had this meeting and he invited all leaders. And we, we know his religion was, was Muslim, right? Mm -hmm. But he invited all leaders across all platforms. He was at the point in time in his life that he just wanted justice. And so he invited all these people to come, all these ministers, all these leaders. And he said this in the beginning of his speech, he was, was telling the congregation or the people that were there. He said, look, every, you guys know I'm a Muslim. And he mentioned Dr. King was on the platform and some other people was on the platform. And he was like, all of us up here are different denominations, different races, different whatever. He was like, but if we were here to discuss that, we all know that we would never solve the problem and we would never agree. He was like, so we're not here for that today. He said, what we're here for, wouldn't we all agree that there is a serious issue with racism in America? Would not we agree? And, you know, people were saying yes. And the people on the panel were saying yes. He's like, we're here about that today. We want to make sure that we're addressing some things. He said, how can we go back to our little congregations, no matter what denomination we are, knowing that there's a greater enemy ready to kill someone because of their color, ready to discount someone because of their color, economic injustice, racial injustice, all of that. How can we all just continue to argue and fight against each other when we're not even think about basic human rights? Uh huh. But this is the part that shook me to my core and it made me see some things. He was like, if we do not do something now and stand up now, this was in 1965, he said this, 30 years from now, our children's children will have the same problems, but only worse. When I heard that, I thought, 
this was 1965 when he said that. And now we're in 2020. Then that tells me that nothing really got solved what he was talking about because it's way past 30 years. Right. And it is worse. Mm-hmm. And that sent me to my core. And that made me say, so it is my responsibility to, to understand who I am and to put into action what I'm called to do because there is an enemy ready to destroy the life of mankind and we can no longer set back and let that happen. Right. We can no longer. And so we all need to do our parts. We all need to do our part with ministry, with business, just with education. All of our systems need to be revisited and need to be rethought out. And we have to stop putting these these leaders on a pedestal. We have to stop putting people on a pedestal. We really cause them to fail a lot of times when we Absolutely. do that. Absolutely. We set this standard that they cannot uphold. That's its absolute truth. And that's wrong on our part. Mm-hmm. We have to stop doing that. Should we um, celebrate their gifts and talents and what they're able to bring to the table? We should do that with anybody. Yes. We absolutely should do that. Should we honor people, gifts and talent? Yes, we should. But we should not make them so high that when they fall, they feel like they have to jump off a building. They have to become addicted to some type of drug. They have to live these crazy lifestyles just to heal themselves with all this stuff that we placed on them. It should not be happening like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely, Katrina. Absolutely. So I am glad you came on and um, we've got a few more minutes. If there's anything else you want to share or talk about, on my show, you have the freedom to talk because I may not always have the answer. And that's okay, but somebody else does. Absolutely. Um, no, I'm just, you know, <laughs> this morning I was talking to one of my members and we were discussing and uh an issue with her that's going on in her life. And I told her to remember that, you know, we're not of this world that we're just passing through. And she said, what I said, you know, just think of it as we're a hobo in a strange land. Mm, That's good. We are. And if you think about it, we are hobos in a strange land. But guess what? With the wisdom of our father. Yeah. He gives us the tools to be able to make it. Yes, yes. We just got to be open to the tools that he gives us, Katrina. Yes, we do. We do. We do. Well, Faye, our time is up. I just, I really want to thank you for coming on. And I'm definitely having you back. Um, To our listeners, 
We love you. And we want you to discover who you are this week moving forward. I want you to reach out to your leaders in your area. I want you to call them, go see them if you can, practice social distancing, wear your mask. Uh, But we want you to honor and respect. But I want you to understand this too. Your leaders should also honor and respect you as well. It's not a two-sided thing. I mean, it's not a one-sided thing. It's a two-sided thing. So if I'm talking to leaders right now, if you're you're a leader and you're listening to this, yes, it's okay for, for the people you lead to honor you, but it's okay for you to honor them as well. And I want you to reach out to them as well. Because everybody on this earth deserve honor. Everybody has a certain gift, a certain talent. Everybody does something different from another, and that should be honored. And I want you to really do that moving forward this week. Absolutely. And we love you and have an extremely blessed week. Thank you for listening.